What's up, everybody? It's episode 93 of No Sir, I Don't Like It. I am Carmen Morales. I'm your host. With me, as always, is the very funny Brian Vokey. This podcast is brought to you by Brondell. Go to Brondell.com for all your bathroom needs. You need got the air purifier, the bidet, the water purifier. I guess you don't need an air purifier in your bathroom. You could put it somewhere else. But hey, go in the bathroom, slap on an air purifier, and blow it up with all that fucking Chipotle you just ate. And it'll uh, smell a lot better. I mean, they got all your needs. And then you just stick the water purifier right on the faucet there. And then why would you ever leave the bathroom? Put a mini fridge in there. You're good to go till the day you die. Brondell has everything you need to survive. <laughs> Make sure you go to brondell.com and use the promo code NOSIR. That's N-O-S-I-R. In when you check out, you get 20% off your entire purchase. Hello. Would you want to live to 93? Ah, uh, no. Too much? I think... I think if I just got to 90s, I'd be fun. Like, it'd be fine. As long it depends on if I have my wits about me. Like, I had a great grandmother that lived to be like in her like in her 90s, and I think she didn't start losing her mind until she was like 92, which was that was that was nice. I liked that. But and then what was fucked up is she didn't actually her health actually didn't start fading until the doctor stopped told her that she couldn't keep doing her like everyday regimen because she used to have a beer a day. She would go for a walk around the neighborhood. She'd have half a beer for lunch and then half a beer for dinner. And then she went to the doctor and told him that. And then they freaked out and were like, oh, no, she that's fucking horrible for her health. She can't be drinking anymore, blah, blah, blah. Then the minute she stopped drinking beer every day, stopped taking her walks every day. Because they, t- they were telling her that she shouldn't be walking that much either. Wow. Yeah. So she stopped both of those things. And then she fucking, you know, she lost her mind within like, like three or four years. Also, like, why would you institute change diet or lifestyle changes at 92? The doctor's retarded for saying that because it's like, whatever she's doing is working, pal. I bet that doctor won't even see 80 who gave her that advice too. I know. It's just, uh, he was probably just going by some fucking book as opposed to like, you know, like a really good mechanic looks at an engine and if they're like, oh yeah, if it takes, if it's a higher performance vehicle and it, it does well on cheap gas, then fucking let it keep doing well on cheap gas. Did I, did I already complain about uh, uh, paying for somebody's gas and they used mid? <laughs> no. I almost lost my mind. Why? Okay. Because I was- Over a matter of 30 cents? 30 cents per gas. I mean, listen, here's what it is. It's a, <laughs> it's a bigger- Listen, you're thinking small picture here. Let me tell you this. All right. I'm going out on a hike in the Inland Empire, which is about an hour. It, the drive was about an hour and 40 minutes both ways. And because she was driving and she was taking care of that shit, I said, I'll get the gas. Okay. And now this is, uh, this is somebody like I may or may not hang out with in the future, you know? So we're like getting to know each other. And I give her my card. And first of all, I am broke, 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 broke broke so me giving her the i mean she already had to pull the card out of my hand like it was my firstborn and she gets the card swipes it and hits mid i was like you motherfucker like nobody you are such a mark nobody uses mid because if you have a car you have a tesla and you need that premium you put the premium in anything else mid is just for suckers okay because if your car can take mid then it can take low and there's no reason to put the mid in it's not a real it's just like buying a v6 engine on a sports car it's a waste of fucking money and you're an idiot so not only am i losing money on this but also it's an indicator that, you know, you're a little bit of a mark. You're a little bit of a numbskull. So then, you know, you pay, take a mental note. You're like, all right, this person's clearly not. That is, yeah, she's not very bright. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or at least like bright in the common sense way. 
you know, like mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I know that mid is a ripoff, but I could, I can't even do multiplication. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a smart guy, but I yeah. definitely, oh man, that was like, that was one of those things where like, you don't have to be so smart to not be swindled though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a difference where somebody scams you at a, you know, like, like a, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a level of intelligence there. It's, and it's, you don't have to be, it's street smarts is what it is. Just how, like how so many people are spending so much money on 4k televisions, but nobody is making movies in 4k unless you're like, literally the only thing they're making in 4k is the shit they put on TVs in Best Buy to sell 4k TVs. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know. You know that. what I mean? So there's so many people spending all this money on a 4K television, but if they're not making programming in 4K, you're not fucking getting it in 4K. So it doesn't make any sense for you to buy it. I remember I said that to a guy in Best Buy and he was like, I know, dude. I know. I have no idea. I just have to sell these things. And I was <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I still have my living room has a TV with a cathode ray tube in it. So I'm really behind the times. I'm pretty sure it's not even at 1K yet. It's probably but it's a matter of principle. It's the same thing. It's to be easily yeah. swindled, not looking at a big picture. And then and then I'm thinking, ah, if this person is a numbskull about that, then like, you know, what what else is going to happen down the road? You know what I mean? Like how many mm-hmm. more bad decisions will I be subject to? What if I, you know, you got, it's the same way like a girl's brain thinks about like, I wonder what our kids would look like or whatever. Mine is like, if we travel and out of, out of the country, are we going to get fucking murdered and robbed because she makes a numbskull decision? That's That's like me thinking down the road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna end up kidnapped by the cartel in Colombia, getting skinned but then again if she's easily swindled then it's probably pretty easy for you to get out of that situation too yeah well i mean i don't even know if i want out you know what i mean just gotta oh my god <laughs> i mean come Shut on let's be fair up. no let's be fair though it's that i mean that her flaw so far uh any listener of this podcast will know that her flaws compared to mine she's <laughs> she's still doing way better yeah but you can say that about most of the population that doesn't mean you should stay with this person forever you silly you don't have to pick mid-grade too, Brian. <laughs> no, I think I do. <laughs> Who am I? I'm not a catch. Are you kidding me? Yeah, be like, could you imagine me turning somebody down? It's like, hey, I'm 33. I'm balding. I live in a dentist office and I have no future, but I don't think you're good enough for me. That <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll take whatever, man. Some bitch could crawl out of a sewer and I'd be like, all right. Well, that shows resiliency. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, she's in clown paint. <laughs> How'd you meet your wife? Uh, she crawled out of a gutter in clown paint, and I was swooning. <laughs> <laughs> the mid-grade thing just really, I mean, th- there's so many. Sk- it's like when they change your oil, they always want to upsell you on the oil. And it's like, man. And the only reason I can't change my oil now, this is another thing. Rip, the, I fucking hate how they use the pneumatic thing to type the air. They use like the air um, uh, tools, the pneumatic tools. Is that air pneumatic? I think so. To tighten the oil pan screw on your car. And now no human can get it done. So you can't twin- change the oil yourself unless you have pneumatic tools. So you always have to come back to them. Have you noticed this? I changed my own oil once. I don't, I don't do it anymore. Dude, I, I am a fan of changing my own oil, but sometimes... But they, they do the same shit with your fucking tire, though. I've had to change my own tire and shit. And then I, it's like, how the fuck? I got sta- to stand on this thing? I got to stand on my tools to be able to get my fucking tire off? 
Yeah, they they tighten everything with air tools so that no human can un can loosen them. So you have to come back to them for everything. It's fucking bullshit. It's such a scam. They also they're always. I swear to God, when you get your oil changed, they pull out your air fil- air filter. They just dump like a fucking bucket of dirt on there, and they're like, "You oh, it looks like you need a new air filter." It's like, no way. I just replaced it. You put that fucking dirt on there. You're not. And I will. Ref- I refuse to buy an air filter from you. There's no way my air filter was that dirty. You fucking con artist. Everybody is just fucking screwing you. Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I remember one time there was like they had like a dead. It was like it looked clean except for a dead dragonfly. And then I just pulled the dragonfly off, and I go, "There you go. It's fine. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> Just that was it. Just a dragonfly. Yeah, it was just a dead dragonfly, and they were like, "Oh, it's pretty dirty." Blah blah blah, and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then I just took, and then I, t- I just pulled off the dead dragonfly, and I was like, "It's fine. I don't need to." Do dragonflies bite? What do they do? What, what's well, it was dead, so it doesn't matter. I heard they do, but then I've had one land on me before, and it never bit me, so it's I don't t- know. I love how. Uh, it's funny because George Carlin had that joke about something being boring and his comparison to his he'd rather watch flies fuck. Dude, have you ever seen dragonflies fuck? I love how flies fuck while flying. It's so dope. I'm so jealous of how flies fuck. I know. Like, what do we get? We get, we can fuck around in a plane? That's so boring, dude. I'd rather flying. do it mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's just... That, that would be like fucking within the belly of a dragonfly. Like, that's not the same level of excitement. No. Like, I, I mean, to, to watch like horse flies and dragon flies, like they, they like get in there and then they just fly around and fuck. I don't know if there is a greater feeling on the planet. I can't imagine that that's not just incredible to just have the wind in your hair and your cock and another fly. It sounds amazing. So when George Carlin was talking about how I'd rather watch flies fuck, I'm like, no, I really would. They're, like, it's incredible. I just sit there and fantasize while I watch them. <laughs> it's weird to be voyeuristic about watching insects fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking fuck with fly buzz buzz. Yeah, you buzz buzz that bitch, you buzzer. No, it's more like, yeah, dude, that looks fucking rad. Y'all are doing great. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know, but you said fantasize, so it makes it sound way more pervy. You talk through your teeth and it's more pervy. You know what I mean? I want to fucking fly. I want to fly. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fly in a fuck when i fly (laughs) (laughs) i thought about like jumping out of an airplane and doing that but that's like fall fucking yeah no that's probably even better honestly yeah because that's like you're eminent like it'd probably have to be tandem except two people are facing each other instead of but yeah you couldn't do it really do it it would have to be like missionary because if you did it like doggy style you guys wouldn't be able to be attached to each other Maybe easier for you guys to like flail out of control. Yeah, but that'd be one hell of an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> I came in her raw, but uh, luckily three seconds later, she was a fucking splat on the sidewalk. So, <laughs> but so was I. It's the only way I can come just uh, so I know I'm not going to be a father. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I've, I've always thought that guys were fucking whenever they, uh, whenever they jump out of planes like that, it always looks like they're fucking. <laughs> they always wear those like matching, like those suburban couples, like those matching windsuits. You know, they're like they're in the they're yeah. in the windsuits mm-hmm. and they just got a hole in the ass and a hole in the cock and they just stick their dick in there and jump out of the plane. That must I mean, dude, if you're gay, that sounds like a fucking Saturday, if you ask me. There, that has to have existed. They call that dragon flying. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite silly tweets I ever said was um 
helicopters fly around like drunk dragonflies. Because you know how dragonflies are always like, bup, 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 yeah, yeah, bup, 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 like uh-huh. helicopters fly like that, except it's like way more spastic. Dude, LA is so, it's just like the the level of comfort I have with constant helicopters over my head is insane. Because like in Oakland, it always meant riots were happening because Oakland riots so much. If you like, if you heard a helicopter, you're like, oh, there's a riot downtown. Maybe I'll go swing by and check that out. Maybe throw a brick through Wells Fargo. It's I'm kind of bored. But uh, now when you're like in LA, it's just constant helicopters going over you all the time. And I think it like, I think helicopters cause a little bit of paranoia and anxiety, at least in me. A helicopter is never, I mean, besides, I guess, traffic reports, a helicopter is never around unless something extreme is happening, you know, like a person fell off a mountain or there's a riot or a police chase or a manhunt, like anything that's going on with helicopters means something chaotic mm-hmm. is happening and it always feels a little eerie. And it's also weird to have the government like over your head buzzing, you know, it's just like literally the government is buzzing over your head in a way that feels like you're just really, you know, you really understand that you're just an ant. <laughs> but they're ants too. They're just ants riding a dragonfly. Yeah, but they're like the ones that work for the queen directly, you know. And it, so you think it's more of a surveillance thing? Like you don't like that they can just see you like it's that? It's an assertion of power, you know, and it really mm-hmm. uh, solidifies your position in society when they're right above your head. You know, they could just uh, fucking strafe you with a fucking machine gun. Every time a helicopter, I start hearing CCR like. <laughs> Did you ride in them when you were in the military? No, I've never been in a helicopter once. Really? Yeah. I thought that was like a part of it. Like you just got to be in one. No, maybe if you were like getting dropped off in a war zone, but not my military intelligence nerd ass. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even fly. I barely ever flew in a C-130. Basically, whenever I had to go to, I just sounded like a fucking cholo. I barely even flew in a C-130, but I... uh, (laughs) I, they made me fly commercial whenever I went to new bases and stuff. Like I just flew on planes you'd fly on, but I got bumped up to first class whenever I was in uniform. That was nice. But then we had a big bonfire in Athens and I burned all my uh, military uniform. Oh, you were so rebellious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. What a lover scorn way to respond. It's just like a... I always burn things, dude. I, I cut my hair off and burned it because I thought my ex-girlfriend was in my hair. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my hair, <laughs> you bitch! <laughs> I'm realizing how crazy I sound on this podcast. I'm like, yeah, the government's uh, whenever they're flying above you, it really lets you know you're a fucking worker, and they could strafe you with a machine gun. And I burned my hair because my girlfriend was in it. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy girl! You crazy! <laughs> Her energy is in there, man. She got in my cells, and then the cells turned into hair. And now she's just hanging all over my face. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I had to cut that shit off and burn it. Never had long hair ever again. The longer and longer we do this podcast, the more terrified I am that I hitched my fucking <laughs> to this psycho. I think I'm more of a former psycho. I don't think I'm a current psycho. I think I'm a lot more. I mean, if people really saw my life, it's fucking boring, dude. I don't do anything fun anymore. I was thinking about that. How goddamn boring it, and how fine I am with being bored. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't have FOMO about like I don't miss go into riots or like doing anything like riding a freight train. I don't miss any of that shit more. I think why the fuck did I spend so much time doing that shit? (laughs) Sure. The worst thing about all the horrible decisions I've made in my life is that 
I just let so many people tattoo me, you know, who never given tattoos. So like I am covered in the worst tattoos and that like every time I take a shower, it's like, yeah, we get it. You were an alcoholic in your early twenties. Jesus Christ. It's terrible. First time you lay down with a lady, she's got to look at all those tattoos and she's like, what the? You don't have like, like uh, words printed on your rib cage or anything like that, right? No, I have my entire rib cage is tattooed. But it's not like you don't have like fucking like script on it. Uh, there's a word on my ribs, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's a word. It's funny. It was a joke. You never get a joke tattoo. I got... <laughs> here's the thing when i got this tattoo i didn't know i was actually gonna get fat (laughs) and so i thought it it's my tattoo on my ribs is a fat joke um it's uh really yeah it's a smash tv with flowers growing out of it and it says outgrown and i always thought it'd be fun and where it says outgrown is right on my love handles and i was like this is gonna be so funny when i get big and it says out and the letters are all stretched out it says outgrown and i was like laughing about that i was on a lot of percocet at that time that's a good decision, like how a lot of mumble rap is a good decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Percocet induced <laughs> ideas. It's funny. I remember I was taking a lot of Percocet for a very brief time. Not, a, not. It was literally like a four month period. Um, and uh, but I was doing it a lot. And I remember um, I was living in my house in Atlanta and uh, with comedian Anthony. This is back when I was like twenty, twenty one. And, uh, and he was like, dude, you're taking a lot of that Percocet. And I was like, it's not really, it, I was like, I think I got a tolerance. It's not really affecting me. And he goes, really look at you right now. And I was, <laughs> I was perched on the armrest of a couch, like how an Asian cooks, you know, like squatted on the, <laughs> on the, on the couches, like a uh, armrest eating, uh, <laughs> eating spaghetti with my fingers. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> he could see the whole picture all you could see was a spaghetti <laughs> yeah 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 and it was good as fuck and it felt good on my fingers too that's the thing about uh like percocets and and uh, opiate pills is that it feels really good for me to like smash things with my fingers you know like i really like a good night for me would take two percocets and just crush grapes in my fingers <laughs> <laughs> It feels so good. I don't know why, but I don't do that shit too much anymore because I don't know. I can't afford it, but I, um, <laughs> that's the only thing stopping you, buddy. <laughs> it's almost as if the universe is keeping you poor so you don't destroy yourself. <laughs> well, my friend Emma, uh, is one of my closest friends in the world. She said that if I ever got any money, I'd be dead in a week. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. I don't think so, man. I think now, like, I, I like, uh, I don't mean to sound like some fucking bullshit, like, uh, internet fad. I, I like, but I think if I got money now, I would immediately join a country club and just start golfing all the time. Like, why I you think, don't even like golf? No, I do like golf. I do like golf, a hundred percent. I, uh, I just it's expensive. It's really hard. To, it's hard to. It's not a poor person sport. I played it when I was poor. Yeah, but you had a high school team, so there's you know differences there. You know, there's more of a network. I, I'm going to golf with my dad next week. Are you any good? Uh, I'm a, like my dad who golfs a lot says I'm a natural. I just need a lot of refinement. Like he was saying that, like the fact that I can like hold my own with him and his friends without ever playing is Mm -hmm. pretty impressive. But like, you know, it's just like any new golfer. Like I have a good drive, but my short game is a nightmare and it's always a guess. That was always what they told me. I had a, I went to a, there was this, this pro who would do like clinics or whatever at this, the place where my school would go to play. 
And he told me the same thing. It was like, you have a natural swing. And then I was like, you should see the way I chip though. You know what I mean? It was one of those things where. Well, yeah, the short game is where the talent is. I mean, you know what I mean? No, the short game is where the practice is. The the long game is where, is where the talent is because that's your natural ability. Yeah. yeah. The the short game is where the money's made. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's like being a home run hitter who bats. Like there's a lot of baseball players who bat like. 180 and get like strike out like 19 times in a row but they'll hit like 30 home runs in a season it's like yeah you're kind of useless actually unless not really unless you're in a scramble tournament if you're in a scramble tournament on a team i used to play with a bunch of dudes because i would be playing the ladies tees and i had just as long of a drive as they did so i would be able to drive it 250 yards and then guess whose fucking ball we would use every single time for the next shot would be mine because I would be able to hit it a lot farther because I was such a weak little lady. I had to use the fucking ladies tees. Dude, I don't get how you're, I just can't picture somebody being as short as you and being good at golf. It seems like golf really requires some length. Why? Because it's all, that's why you're wrong is because it's all about physics. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no length adds torque, (laughs) but you don't you don't need length for torque. It's all about how quick you spin. But every it's like it's like when you're trying to loosen a lug nut, uh, you know, calling back to earlier. Uh, when you're loosening a lug nut, the longer the wrench you're using, the easier it is to loosen it because you have more torque. Length does add torque. That's the exact definition of adding torque. When you want to add torque, you add length. I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> I'm just saying you're a freak of nature. That's a, <laughs> you're a fucking freak. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, congratulations. I'm proud of you, but you are a freak. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like LeBron James. It's like there's that, that body type doesn't make sense. <laughs> Dude, I, um, I was playing top golf in Salt Lake City and Ari Manis, comedian from L.A., was there and his girlfriend was there who was Asian. Uh, she still is. Uh, she hasn't got that. <laughs> she hasn't seen he didn't remove that from her. That's good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she should see a doctor and get that fixed, but she is, um, she's Asian and, uh, and we're playing top golf and she has a decent, no, no, no. She was terrible. That's what it was. And Ari came up to me and he goes, you know, what's funny is that she's so bad at golf, but you know, her, you know who her, her, uh, first cousin is. I was like, no, he goes, Michelle, Wee, who is like one of the most famous women golfers in the world. Mm-hmm. And she's Asian. Michelle Wee's Asian. So like a couple of minutes later, I go up to her and I was like, dude, so Michelle Wee's your cousin? And she's like, who? Oh, my God. <laughs> I completely believed it. And it's never good to be like, oh, so what are you? <laughs> yeah. What are you? My grandfather would always look at people and go, where do you hail? <laughs> That's a funnier way of doing it. Where do you hail? <laughs> From whence you came. Yeah, we'd always be at a hot tub because we'd always go to the Marriott, the Portland Marriott, and pretend we were staying in the hotel. We would just use their pool and their hot tub when I was a kid, and we'd be in the hot tub, and my grandfather would always just be chatting people up, and it was, the first question was always, where where do you hail? Which, if they weren't white, always felt really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about my grandfather on stage the other day because I was talking about how the greatest generation is like a bullshit term. You know, mm-hmm. like every generation has its problems. There is no greatest generation. And I was telling a story about my grandfather. Uh, we came out of a, a fucking buffet, old country buffet. He's got a toothpick out of his mouth. He's watching this very heavy set lady back into her car. She like so big. She can't get into the car normal. She has to back and twist. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. She's like, she's got a, her, so her feet are like perpendicular to the car where she sits down and then twists over. My grandfather's two feet away from her toothpick out of his mouth, sucking his teeth, going, just watching her struggle to get in the car like it's a TV show and just audibly says in hearing range of her going, Jesus Christ, there is no goddamn need of that at all. (laughs) Oh my God. And he's fat. (laughs) He's fucking fat. I was like, this is the greatest generation, huh? This this is how people from the greatest generation treat other people. And it's so funny because we're like, we're so soft now. We're so sensitive. And it's like, maybe a little sensitivity is helpful. Maybe, just, yeah. maybe maybe whatever he's doing, maybe take it down at least five notches from there. <laughs> yeah. We might be a little too sensitive now, but there is no reason to fucking just suck your teeth and heckle a big lady as she's trying to get into her car. <laughs> People are less rude now, I do feel like. Uh, uh, or maybe they're just ruder in different ways. Uh, I, I, I feel like uh, most of my interactions with people are cultural now. Whenever I think somebody's rude, it's usually cultural. Uh, a- like Asian Asians, like not not like Asian Americans, but like when you're in a grocery store with like real Asians, like st- like straight from Asia, they never respect personal space. Like if you're in line in the grocery store, they like I think that's happened a lot in in Europe. Is whenever I was in Europe, people were very uh like their personal space circle is uh, significantly. S- smaller than ours i think asians are just such fucking crowded countries that they have no expectation of personal space or something Mm -hmm. but like dude it's always like you're getting danced on at the club by like an old asian man whenever you're in line at the grocery store he's like right fucking behind you and so i like i'll just fart dude that like i will just start ripping fucking farts in the grocery store line because i will get my space one way or the other i can't stand that shit like i can't and i remember when i was a kid my dad used to fart in the grocery store line and it would make i would turn bright red i'd run i'd be so embarrassed and you know fast forward like 25 years and here i am farting in grocery store lines yeah you can't fight it you turn into your dad you know luckily you don't have a kid have a kid that you can be embarrassing right now <laughs> i don't think that's lucky at all i think it's unfortunate and it hurts that you're right <laughs> well maybe you could not this mid mid-grade bitch up <laughs> 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 have a mid-grade kid God, I, mean, <laughs> I fucking forget that people i promote this shit so much that people could just listen to this <laughs> <laughs> you ain't talking about nobody's name it's fine yeah well they know who the, they know who they are <laughs> <laughs> oh you were asking me last night about pablo francisco by the way and uh I saw Pablo Francisco go on stage a couple days ago. And if you guys aren't familiar with him, he is one of the most talented human beings ever. But boy, has it still 1995 in that guy's head. Holy shit. (laughs) Was he bad? He he was incredible at what he was doing, but it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions and stuff. And, uh, but if you guys like, listen, I I don't want to get too specific about Pablo Francisco. It's probably alienating for a lot of people, but he's the guy who did the movie voice. And yeah, he was the first comic to ever do the movie voice, and then everybody for years after would hack him, and 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 the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, well, like that was all Pablo. That. No, 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 no. They, dude, Hans and Franz was before that. Is that uh, Schwarzenegger uh, impressions are from the eighties, dude? Nobody did it like that. You mean on crack? <laughs> oh. I have such an affinity for Pablo Francisco, <laughs> and uh, I don't remember if it was like a year ago now. 
but there is a footage that came out and it was Pablo on stage and he was on so much drugs that he was just like on a loop. Like his brain would, he would just be doing the same bit over and over again or start rotating different impressions over and over and over again. And it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God. He did, so sad. He did the same bit twice when I saw him. He, uh, <clears throat> Doug Stanhope said, the great Doug Stanhope said, Pablo Francisco spends all his nights in a dark room trying not to smoke crack or in a dark room smoking crack. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I'll never forget the, um, the years ago when Pablo was like in his, like his prime, like the height of it. He had one time he was doing a show Thursday to Sunday and Sunday, a prostitute called the club and said that Pablo wasn't going to make it to the show that night. <laughs> wow. Did that yeah. Co- did that cost extra for the secretarial duties. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she was probably getting free crack. So who the fuck? Like, what are you going to stop? What are you going to not make that phone call? So you can go back to smoking crack with Pablo Francisco. He was, you know, he did like a Frankie Valley impression. And I'm like, Pablo, nobody knows who Frankie Valley is anymore. And then he's like, Arnold's and he, he uh, introduces the premise of every joke in the trailer voice now. So he just goes, Arnold Schwarzenegger's baby. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was like, what is this for, man? This is insane. You're just watching this crazy guy on stage. <laughs> He's like Dane Cook. If instead of being dirty, he did impressions. They're like almost the same thing to me. Like it's both like, and they're both so fucking broken and shattered now. He was like one of the, he was like one of the first comics I ever like saved my little money up and went to go see him at the, at the Orlando, the old Orlando improv when it was downtown Orlando. That was one of the first comics I ever like, like paid to see. And I was like, uh, like on my own, like it was like my own, I think I was like 19 and they were, they were, uh, they were 18 and up there. It was so fucking good. That's so unfortunate. <laughs> it sucks to see. <laughs> yeah, he is like such a insane hack now. Like, and, and I don't mean like his hackiness is insane. I mean he's an insane person who is a hack. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, boy, and he was obsessed with his bald spot. It's like, dude, nobody. This is comedy. Nobody cares that you're bald. Like nobody. Like you're. It's. But he did that on his fucking second special. He talked about it bald, about like bald. his. He was always obsessing about his hair. Yeah, it's like about losing his hair. It's, it's like Louis C.K. is like the greatest comic ever. He's been bald his entire career. Like nobody, this is not. You're not a model. You never. It's not like people. Are, his sex appeal was never really, you know, his thing. And so mm. I don't know. It's strange when guy. It's he was still an attractive guy though. But I see a lot of comics like who really like get hung up on losing their hair and stuff, and the jokes are never that funny because they're too in. They're coming from too insecure of a place. You know, and so it's always just like, dude, this is the one place where you're allowed to just be a fucking troll. Like, just walk up there and- for men. Yeah, absolutely. For men, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, like, what about like the, I mean, Lily Tomlin, like, really always trolled herself up. Paula Poundstone, Moms Mabley, like, they all, like, a lot of the great. Yeah, everything that's not in this fucking century. <laughs> Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy Schumer has to dress scantily clad and like pose almost naked all the time. That she, she is using sex that. appeal. She does. Yeah, she does. No, she, to her. She, she does. I mean, she's, she's still using sex appeal. That's my point. I always thought stand up was going to be the art form where that didn't matter, and it's not anymore. It used to be, but it's not anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, who are the biggest comics in the world? Are they all, I mean, they're all, I mean, I don't know. David Tell looks straight up like a homeless man. 
uh, and he is the funniest human being alive. But again, that's a guy. I don't know. I guess you're supposed to be attractive now if you're a lady comedian, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, everybody wants like a, everybody's like looking for that great woman's voice, the great uh, new female comedian, but they, you have to be like still 25 and like mathematically you could only have been in comedy by like five years at that point. <laughs> everybody's like, where's the next yeah. great comedian? But she has to be young and hot. <laughs> like if you actually put in the time to get great, they're like, ooh, nobody wants to look at that. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want a woman who has opinions and experiences, which is where comedy comes from. <laughs> I just want them to be like, my cat's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my pussy is even more depressed than I am. I have to shove two Paxels up my pussy to get out of bed in the morning. And then a guy comes up and he's like, what's with all these pussy jokes? By the way, I was coming on this girl's back and my dick looked a little weird. <laughs> Why do bitches always talk about their pussies? But have you ever thought of what if your dick was like as big as the fucking Eiffel Tower? How I would love to f- fuck the whole fucking like I would. Wa- I want to fuck every wo- My dick is the uh, girls always talking about their pussies, though. Why? <laughs> <laughs> every guy who's ever complained about female comics talking about their pussy has a dick joke. It's true. I think I think you can talk about it, but complaining that anybody else talks about it is annoying. But at the same time, it's like it's also annoying for me just because where the source of my empowerment comes from is like respect. And like that's where it comes from for me. It's not like guys wanting to fuck me. It's like it's like being intelligent and like being able to like maintain you know, it's respect. That's where that's where so All it's for me it's like sexuals just really love you because they can connect. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I don't know. I'm, I'm not thinking about it like in a sex way, but I'm just saying like, we're, are you familiar with staposexual? What that is? Oh, I didn't hear what that word was. What, what is it? Staposexual? Staposexual. It's, um, it's uh, a frequent description. You will, somebody will describe themselves on dating apps like that. Now it's a very trendy thing where it's like, I can't be sexually attracted to somebody unless we have like a real intellectual and emotional connection. Basically saying that I can't be attracted to you unless you're emotionally or intellectually connected. It's like, oh, you mean you're a woman? <laughs> like, that's all a saposexual is. Also, but I mean, like, that's not true. There's no way whoever writes that, especially a guy, like if a saposexual on there, like I can't be. Yeah. Like, there's no way you don't look at a girl and be like, God damn, she's hot. There's no way you're like, I wonder what, there's no way you're like, see a hot girl and you're like, I wonder what her favorite book is, you know, before like you get attracted mm-hmm. to her. There's no way it's real. It's just such a, it's another phony, phony fucking thing that people say. And it's really popular right now. I'm a safe. You don't think, girl. you don't think guys are capable of evolving? No, I, uh, dude, I will, I know for a fact in my life, there are people that I have dated and, uh, or have had like flings with that I wasn't initially attracted to, but I got to know them and I, and they were more attracted to me. That has happened, but that doesn't mean that's exclusive. That doesn't mean a hot girl can't walk by while I'm in the middle of a deep conversation with somebody and I can't be like, damn, look at that over there. I'd like to mm-hmm. maybe get in there. I just think it's like, it, of course you're attracted. If you're intellectually and emotionally attracted to somebody, you're going to be able to make it work. But that doesn't, nobody is just that. That goes against DNA. It goes against our urge to procreate. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you're, you're lying about science when you say you're a saposexual. And it doesn't make sense. It's got to be a combination. You get, like, you can be, I mean, I think one, one of the sexiest things anybody ever said to me is after a show, a guy was like, man, I fucking love the way your brain works. And I was like, that's the sexiest thing anybody's ever said to me. <laughs> but at the same time, it also had, he also had to be like, even, somewhat attracted to me to begin with you know what i mean 
Right. Well, you gotta like no, yeah. You you uh, you marry the person you have the saposexual connection with, and you cheat on her with the one you have the sexual connection with, the regular sexual connection. <laughs> You're so fucking horrible. <laughs> but then, I mean, it's like marry mid grade, fuck <laughs> premium. But you, and then after your divorce, then you go to the low grade because <laughs> they're low maintenance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The low grade, the kind of girl with cinder blocks under her house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's not asking for much. You know what I mean? I ain't asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know when you hear like comedians make an argument for cheating, and you're like, wait, that's a great point. I remember Patrice O'Neill once said that George Lopez got in trouble because he cheated on his wife with prostitutes and strippers, and Patrice was like, that's how you cheat because a man needs to cheat. A man has to cheat, and if he's gonna cheat, at least he's paying for it. So there's obviously it's a business interaction. It's like I just got to get this done, and then I could go back home to my wife, and she's not gonna text me. She's not gonna follow through with me. We're not dating. It's purely a sex thing and i was like that's a great point and i remember listening to that with a girlfriend and i was like don't you think that's a good point and she was like no you idiot that's not a good point <laughs> <laughs> she's like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> you know what's fucked up is i can wrap my head around that it's not that a bad logic. point it's not a but only only if and only if there is a way for you to reassure your main woman that that is the case you know, because that's the thing is a lot of men don't do that. And a lot of men that do cheat and, and get away with it. I mean, they're the ones that are like, there is fucking no bitch on this planet that I would rather be than with you. Like there's all the, always that kind of reinforcement where it's like, you are, uh, I mean, it's still, it is still that like, like derives from kind of that pimp mentality where you are my main bitch. None of these bitches mean anything to me. You're the only one that matters. Right. Well, I, you know? I think when it's a when it's a, like a sex worker, then it's not even a side bitch. It's not even a, it's just a, it's a transaction. It's it's like No, but it still derives from that kind of same mentality where it's like you're the only one that matters. Oh, I know. I'm, you're the only one even, to care about. It's even stronger like that. It's even that's like even uh, even more concrete way to prove that cuz it's like I don't even know her name, man. I just gave her 100 bucks. Listen, I was on the road. I was lonely. My balls were filled and uh I had a hundred extra made an extra. Somebody tipped me a hundred bucks uh, when they bought a t-shirt. And I was like, I know what I'm going to do with this, but you know, and then I immediately came home and Skyped you. That's fair. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to call the next girlfriend up and be like, Hey, actually remember that argument we got into seven years ago. Uh, I stand by uh, what, what my friend Patrice said. It's <laughs> <laughs> be like, I thought I blocked this number. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm actually not a cheater. I really am not because I am too. I mean, I feel guilty. Like I feel like I feel guilty to debt collectors for owing them money. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not going to cheat. I can't handle. Mm -hmm. Can't handle that. You little. also rat on yourself. While you're incapable of keeping a secret. Yeah, I'm very as honest, well. uh, despite all the chaos. Like lying is so helpful. We all know that. But yeah, no, I definitely. I don't. I can't keep secrets. So I might as well not have them. <laughs> and also like honestly like at 33 years old like coming is not worth like a month of arguing you know what i mean it just isn't when you're 22 it's like totally worth it because you got all the energy in the world and you're like this well that's the other thing too is it's like it, it it puts you in a position where now the person that you want to hang out with doesn't really want to hang out with you when that sucks because you're like i i really like this person yeah. And now because I came, 
you know, because I came with or around someone else, like now <laughs> my now I can't hang it hang around my buddy anymore, you know, and I, we can't do all the stuff that we like, you know, no, which is all the stuff that I like doing. No more. <laughs> She's just pointing to her stomach. Don't come around <laughs> here no more. <laughs> Put it away. Stop. Don't come around <laughs> <here> no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out of my stomach. You know, I have a deep fucking belly button. I'm ruined. I'm losing. I, I, can, I can't keep enough Q-tips in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to pay? Who, who, where's all this Q-tip money you think I got? <laughs> you know, I got a deep belly button. I had a C-section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that that's like a, like a, as far as cum goes, like, I have I have a pretty strict like I think it's almost like one of those like like power dynamics. I don't like to let a dude come on my face. Is that bad? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest to all of the our listeners. I've never done that once, and I've never wanted to because. And I'll tell you why I've never. Are you just saying this I so s- women want to fuck you? <laughs> First of all, that would be the wrong move. You got to be hypersexual. When you want people to fuck you, this is like making me sound like a schoolboy. You're kidding me? This is not a good move. <laughs> this is not a good move. I'm just being honest, and I, and let me finish, and you'll understand why. Is because I, you know, as comedians, uh, we think two steps ahead. You know, we're always thinking two steps ahead, and I can't think about that without thinking about what it's going to be like the exact second after. Because the way your chemical, your body chemistry changes after you come. You know what I mean? To like it to Oh for sure. To me Oh no no, you can tell you can see a dude's face and know how everything has changed. You can see it. So like to have like the maybe the moment of coming onto somebody's face might be exciting and might be fun, but that soon as that last drop is out and then you're just looking at this girl you're dating with come all over her face and you're like what do you do? You go get a plus. Then you always have that image in your yeah, in you your get head a towel forever. And it's just like uh, I'm not filthy like that. It's like I, I think I would lose a little bit of respect or something. I don't know. There's- it's the same kind of thing. Like how guys like oh I fucked your girl in the ass or whatever. It's that same kind of mentality where it's like now like it, it, it's almost like this ownership and that that's that doesn't happen in this house. Not in Mama's house. Nobody fucking owns me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just that's never been my bag. I've done a lot of weird weird shit. I I've probably the weird yeah. the weirdest shit I've ever done has pretty much been done to me though. <laughs> but I uh, yeah. but I think that uh yeah, coming on a face like I just can't imagine the interaction ever where it's like uh, let me get you a towel, you know, and you're like wiping your face off. You're like what the fuck did I just do? I got to go to fucking I gotta go meet this girl's parents. And I'm not shitting on people. Like, <laughs> like I know there's ladies that fucking love it. Oh, like it's they, fine. Like they no. want, yeah, and it's totally, tr- I just, for some reason, uh, just because of how my broken brain is, is nobody will ever, I will never allow anybody to dominate me like that. You know? If a girl told me to do it, I would do it. No girl's ever told me to do it. Never, uh, never. I think that, that might also might be, oh, you think that's a hard thing for a lady to ask for? Uh, no, I've been with plenty of girls who have no problem asking for what they need. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I think I've, that's good. I've, I like that. That's good news to hear. I've been in plenty of situations where it's been screamed at me, and usually ends in faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Choke me, faggot. <laughs> that's the only acceptable time to use that term. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, 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 did we talk about the guy? The Mexican called me a, a pinche maricón. Did we talk about this? 
No. <laughs> I was doing a catering gig because comedy is going super well for me right now. And uh, I was unloading a truck with this Mexican dude. Uh, and uh, I dropped my end of a table because uh, it was just, it had rained and it was super slippery. And uh, I dropped it. And then he go, under his breath, he goes, pinche maricón, which obviously you know what that means. <laughs> But to people yep. who don't know, that means it means you fucking faggot. And uh, <laughs> and I just started laughing and laughing. And he looked like he had been caught stealing. Like he made like an O face. Like, oh shit, he knew what I said. Which made me yeah. know that he was new to Southern California because everybody here knows that. I would, But I was also like, look at me, dude. I've been called faggot in every language. <laughs> like, I, <know. laughs> I was like, I know what that word is in like Hopi. Okay. <laughs> like, I've heard that in Basque. <laughs> he can write it in Sanskrit, that 4,000 dead year, dead language. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was so funny. And then he was like one of the, uh, one of the other Mexican dudes uh, was darker. He was like more Aztec looking and mm-hmm. uh, excuse my language, but I have to say it for this story. They kept yelling my at way at him. And uh I, I was like, I had to tell the guy, I was like, hey, uh, a lot of a lot of people know what that means here. Maybe don't shout the N-word in Spanish across a fucking field. Oh, my God. <laughs> they kept, he was <laughs> yeah. like the darker Mexican, and they were all called him Mayata way. And uh, I, I totally told the guy, I was like, hey, man, like, I think they assumed mm-hmm. that we were all just white and black people who didn't know anything about. It's like, dude, you're in. Oh, look at them. They're saying their little Spanish word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, we'd all, first of all, we work in a kitchen. So nobody's ever worked in a kitchen and not picked up all the Spanish slurs. But also, yeah, I, so I told the guy, I was like, hey, man, uh, maybe drop the mayate. And uh, he was like, uh, he's like, ah, good or whatever. And he like hugged me or something. He was very happy that I told him that. It was, it was at the Natural History Museum. It was so, it was so funny to just be screaming the Spanish N-word at the Natural History Museum. <laughs> it, is, it tells you my religious and Catholic upbringing that I was more uncomfortable talking about coming on somebody's face than saying the Mexican N-word. <laughs> yep, it really does. That that has always been a fascinating thing to me about you, where it's sex. You're like, oh no, no, please, that's sacred. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's not sacred. It's scary. <laughs> Let's do the crap of the week. It's the crap of the week. It's, it's the crap of the week. Sean White, previous guest of the podcast, his crap of the week is Johnson and Johnson finally confessed that baby powder has asbestos in it. Uh, I actually have a funny thing about this. Um, uh, Bruce Gray, who I don't know if he hasn't been on the podcast yet, but he's a comedian friend of mine. Good friend. He, uh, texts his dad, cause his dad, um, uh, baby, he works in the oil fields and he baby powders his nuts every morning for, um, you know, for comfort, uh, to not rash or whatever, uh, chafe, mm-hmm. to not chafe. And, uh, he sent, <laughs> Bruce sent his dad that article that said, uh, there's arsenic or no, uh, what was it? Not arsenic. Asbestos. Asbestos in the, uh baby powder and he goes i don't give a fuck i'm gonna baby powder my nuts till the day i die <laughs> has most people have been exposed to asbestos anyways isn't it wasn't it like in a ton of people's attics and shit like that like yeah we haven't people our age they've they did a good job of removing it uh mm-hmm. you know but as a kid i used to go play in the woods with all these abandoned shacks and stuff and they're definitely in the shingles there was definitely asbestos and we would like beat each other with the shingles and stuff it hurts dude you ever taken a fucking like one of those like asbestos asbestoy shingles that are, have a little bit of bend to them. It's like getting hit with like one of those fucking dividers on a uh, on a grocery store line. Nobody would know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you and your fucking podunk children's play. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, get beat people, I never had anybody throwing shingles at me, you psycho. <laughs> they beat me with a sh- asbestos shingle. Cody D. Adams Jr., his gripe of the week is someone moving out of your house but wanting months to get all of their stuff out. I got to tell you, you know what? A bigger complaint is this guy's name. Uh, is it D. Adams, like a French name, like D apostrophe Adams, or is it Cody D. Adams Jr.? Cody D. Adams Jr. Yeah, get out of here. That doesn't roll off the tongue well. You should just go Cody Adams Jr. That sounds way better. It sounds like a good country singer, like a new guy who'd be actually not like a Luke Bryan, but like an authentic new guy, Cody Adams Jr. But Cody D. Adams, that's too clunky, man. What are you doing? Well, yeah, he should either drop the D or drop the Jr. Yeah, yeah. Cody D. Adams. I still don't like the D. Adams. It doesn't, it, it doesn't sound good. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't even hear your gripe. Because- or he could drop Adams altogether and just be Cody D. No, it's the it's the D and the Cody because it's like Cody D. It's like Didi Ramon. You know what I mean? It's like Cody Didi. It sounds like a Cody Didi. Yeah, it sounds like a ball is falling down the stairs. Like I I don't I don't like your name, Cody. I'm sorry. Uh, it's clunky. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And stop making me say it. So, uh, Mister <laughs> Mister Adams, what was your gripe again? <laughs> Someone moving out of your house, but wanting months to get all of their stuff out. Oh, so they're gone. They're already out of the house, but they leave. But their shit's there. Oh, I did that to that warehouse I was living in Athens. Um, that was, you know, 10, 12 years ago. But uh, it, what, they were not happy about that. Yeah, that's not a, no, get your shit and go. You have, you have until you're gone. That's why, like, why don't you give a three-month notice and then slowly move over the three months or get a storage space? That's bullshit. They should be allowed to sell or curb all your stuff because they're not a fucking storage facility. That is annoying. And it is something roommates do. People really, you really see people's shortcomings when you live with them. And it's very frustrating. And I know I have my shortcomings too. I feel like I've gotten a lot better in the later years of confining all my shortcomings to just my bedroom so that I don't, I try to keep all my shortcomings out of the public space. You know what I mean? Like I try not to, uh, I, I keep all my toiletries in my room, but like you see a lot of people who like, they'll just leave the toothpaste without the cap on and it'll leak over or leave the faucet on or leave their dishes out or leave their shoes in the middle of the floor or McDonald's wrappers. And it's just like, dude, do you not know other people exist at all? You fucking retard. Like what about you makes you think that this is an okay way to behave when you're living amongst other people? That's a classic. That's a good gripe because that is something that every fucking person are because nobody doesn't have roommates anymore. <laughs> Everybody has roommates now, pretty much. Well, no, not, not even that. But if you're if you even if you don't have roommates, it's also like if you're moving, like the, if you're moving out and you got a house, you got to get your shit. They have to sell that house. Who the fuck do you like? You know what I mean? Like who would have all of their shit? Here's the thing is if you took all the effort to accumulate all this shit, then you fucking pack it up and you get it on a fucking truck and you bring it to your new place or get rid of it. But you're the one that accumulated all this shit. You're the one that has to manage it. Yep, It's very frustrating. I, I cannot stand living with people. See, I do the opposite where I'll do like, I'll start moving shit ahead of time. Just so when moving day comes, I'll have less to move. You know what I mean? Sure. And a lot of times you a lot of times you can't do that if people have their shit already there, you know, to move into the new place. I mean, the tr- that transitional period of you moving anyways, it's already stressful anyways. Like, what why the fuck do you need months anyways? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't Especially especially if you're living in a place with another person 
roommate style. Like you don't even have the room to have that much shit. Right. If you have, yeah. If you have a roommate, then you do, then it's not like all the kitchen, all the living room. Be a fucking grown person and get a fucking storage unit. You piece of shit. Michael Hook's grape of the week is people don't like drinking water as if they're better than billions of years of organisms and evolution. Hey man, we have such a finite amount of water. You should encourage people to not drink water. That's more for you. Come on, think about it. Think you got to think tribally. That's true, think but about it resources. is always annoying that every time you're at a place, somebody's got to take out a packet of sugar plus whatever the fuck and put it in their water. You know what I mean? Christ, what, where are you hanging out? Harlem? Where is that happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, like all those. That like, is propel... the blackest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting on Kool Aid. That's specific. Like, that's different. I'm not talking about that. I, love I can't have this water. I carry around fucking Kool-Aid or crystal packets just so I can handle having water. <laughs> Who the hell it does that? Like people with the crystal light ones. I remember crystal light started it. Where have you seen this happening? Wait, they, and it's people with like propel, like they'll turn their water into like, uh, like Gatorade and shit like but that. Who's doing this? Where do you see this? You, you're saying tons, this. I've seen tons of people do it, dude. They sell them everywhere. All these fucking little packets of shit. They sell them everywhere. That is such poor people shit. That is disgusting. That is Walmart. Like that's like the girl that my grandfather was making fun of on the back into her <laughs> fucking car. That is some. That is some diabetic shit right there. <laughs> America is so disgusting. We have people carrying around sugar packets. Well, it's so not always sugar packets. That's just water. me being a dick. But some of them. It's like it's, fl- it's like water. flavoring and stuff like that. Because like a lot of people don't like how water doesn't it tastes, which to me doesn't really taste like anything unless it's shitty water. You know what I mean? L.A. L.A. Yeah, L.A. Public water is disgusting. I think. I mean, I I know we have more gripe of the weeks, but I don't think anybody's going to beat that roommate. Yeah, that's pretty fucking annoying. And it's a legitimate gripe that is happening to probably a ton of our listeners right now. Like that's like that's what I like about that gripe. I like when a gripe is like a gripe. Where it's like a thing that happens all the time and other people understand it and it's fucking annoying and it's not, you know, just like the the amount of purple Skittles that are in this bowl right in front of me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, who was that lady? Who had the great belief? Or sir, whatever. It was Cody. That was the was person whose name you bitched about. <laughs> oh, I love Cody. <laughs> Cody D. Adams Jr. Dude, Cody D. Adams Jr., my homie, gripe of the week. I'm calling it. I'm calling it early. Uh, it's it's over. It's <laughs> over. We don't need it. We don't need a 10k on the, a 10 count on this one. This is a TKO. The ref is calling it. It's a technical knockout. Cody D. Adams Jr. with the fucking smooth name. That is like a hot knife through butter, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he's winning gripe of the week, folks. Please spread the word. Tell all your friends. Please just do us a favor and send your a link of your favorite episode of No Sir I Don't Like It to just one other person. Tell them, hey, check out this podcast. I think you would like it. Here's my favorite episode. And if you do that, we'll send you more episodes every <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> you know, but aside from Brian asking you guys for things, I'd also just like to thank you for listening. Because if you listen, um, that's lovely. Uh, and we really appreciate that. We appreciate everybody that listens. Follow us on all the assorted social media at No Sir Pod, at Brian J. Vokey, <laughs> at The Funny Carmen. Go to NoSirPod.com for all of your No Sir Pod needs. We got all archived, archived episodes and shit. 
spread the word, please, because this podcast will only get better if we get more listeners, because that means we have more opportunity to create extra kinds of content, video stuff, all that stuff. We gotta, we can't really do that stuff until this fucking disease is like taken over. Spread the uh, virus. Spread the virus. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. No, sir, I don't like it. 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 What the fuck is the fucking matter? What the stupid one? I don't want your life.